Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin Lahulhamdulhasan Wassanaul jameel Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyana Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa attabi'ina lahum bihsanin ila yawmiddin amma ba'd Wa in the explanation of the book Nukaya أما علم التفسير من كتاب النقاية باي جلال الدين السيوطي رحمه الله We were in the introduction where we spoke about the eight points that the author رحمه الله was speaking about Does anyone know what the eight points were? What was the first one? Suhail, the first point, the definition of the, the definition of the Quran, Ta'riful Quran, what does the Quran mean? The second, Ashraf, huh? second, hey Kamran, Ta'riful Surah, the definition of Surah Hayyah Ta'riful Ayah That's all I told you that Point number three was Ta'riful Ayah We took those three right Today what are we going to take? Tafadul Al-Quran Today we're going to take What the scholars call Tafadul al-Qur'an What does Tafadul al-Qur'an mean? It means Is part of the Qur'an More virtuous Than other parts of the Qur'an Does, does everyone understand that question? Tafadul al-Qur'an means Does the Qur'an have virtue some of Allah's speech does it have virtue over another part of Allah's speech in essence can Allah's words have fadil and mafdul virtuous and less virtuous does that make sense because the Quran is whose speech Allah's speech subhanahu wa ta'ala So can we say Allah's speech There's a virtuous and there's a less virtuous <laughs> Write this down The people of knowledge For ahlul ilmi Mukhtalifuna fi wuqu'i tafaduli Fil Quran al-Kareem The people of knowledge They differ Amongst themselves Whether there is a concept of fadil and mafdul, virtuous and less virtuous. Whether that can even occur in the Quran, that part of the Quran is virtuous than another part of the Quran. There is difference of opinion amongst the scholars. The first group of scholars, they say there is no 
This doesn't exist. So the first group of scholars, they say there is no such a thing as uh, a virtuous ayah or a virtuous hadith. This doesn't exist. Exactly. But that opinion is weak. That opinion is weak. The strongest opinion is that there is that the Quran al Kareem there is tafadul. And this is a view held by Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The scholars who said there is clearly and categorically from the Aimma, number one, is Ishaq ibn Rahuya. Number two, Abu Hatim. Ibn Hibban. Number three, Abu Bakr. Ibn Al-Arabi. Al-Maliki. Number four, Ibn Taymiyyah. These scholars, they hold the opinion that there is tafadul al-Qur'an. Okay? Now I want to teach you something. If a group of scholars say something, and another group of scholars say something, do we say there's difference of opinion and we leave it like that? Or do we look at which of the two parties has evidence? What we can't do is we can't bring a third opinion. We can't bring a third opinion. But we look at both parties. So we say to the first party, do you have evidence? Give it, if you do. If they say, no, we don't. You say to the second party, do you have evidence? If they say, yes, we do. We will take the ones who have evidence than the ones who don't have evidence. Does that make sense? In this situation, these Imams have evidences. And the evidence is Qawluhu Ta'ala, the statement of Allah, Ma nansakh min ayatin aw munsiha na'ti bi khayrin We come with that which is better than it, 
we bring about na'ti bi khayrin minha na'ti bi khayrin minha means what we bring we do not abrogate a verse except that we bring a better verse this is surah al-baqarah ayah 106 surah al-baqarah ayah 106 allah says we do not abrogate we do not abrogate a verse except that we bring in exchange of that verse another verse better than it does that make sense also that's one ayah that's evidence evidence on whose side is Haqq ibn Rahuya's side. Abu Hatim ibn Hibban, Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi al-Maliki ibn Taymiyyah. This is their argument. This is their evidence. The second evidence that they have is a hadith. They have a what? Hadith. This hadith is the hadith of Abi Sa'id ibn al-Mu'alla. The hadith is narrated by who? Abi Sa'id ibn al-Mu'alla. This noble companion narrated it. And the hadith is found in where? Where is it found in? Rawahu al-Bukhari. Al-Imam al-Bukhari narrated it. What is this hadith? That the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said to him To this noble companion That Surah Al-Fatiha Is the greatest Surah That Surah Al-Fatiha Is the greatest Surah and the third evidence is the hadith of Ubay, Ubay ibn Ka'ab. Who narrated it? Rawahu, Muslim. That the Prophet said to him, Ayatul Kursi is the greatest ayah in the Quran. Then Surah Al-Fatiha is the greatest Surah in the Quran and Ayatul Kursi is the greatest Ayah in the Quran. How many evidences did we mention? Three evidences. Which order did we mention the evidences? Kitabullah Azzawajal, Quran. Ayah 106 Surah Al-Baqarah مَا نَنْسَخْ مِنْ آيَةٍ أَوْ نُنْسِهَا نَأْتِي بِخَيْرٍ مِنْهَا أَوْ مِثْلِهَا Ayah We explain what the ayah means, right? Does anyone understand the ayah? Is there anyone who doesn't understand the ayah? Number The two we brought is 
this hadith, hadith Abi Sa'id al the Prophet told him, Fatiha is the greatest surah. Bukhari narrated it. Ubay ibn Ka'b, the Prophet told him, Ayatul Kursi is the greatest ayah. Muslim narrated this. Good. We now take from this that the Quran within it there's virtues it's not all the same the speech of Allah has levels Sahih, we agreed on that right we do we all agree right no one holds any other opinion here's the question now before I'm going to the question the virtue of the Quran, some of the Quran over the other is a mas'ala tawqifiyyah meaning it's taken from the Quran and the Sunnah no scholar can look at an ayah and say mm, powerful meaning this ayah this ayah is right after ayah to kursi are we all together brothers? the issue of what makes a verse virtuous and another verse less virtuous it all comes from who? Allah and his messenger and then it's not an issue of a scholar's ijtihad his independent reasoning no am I making sense? crystal clear? but what the scholars did was they said we want to find out what makes an ayah more virtuous than another ayah? We just want to know the reason. Are we all together, brothers? Am I making sense here? The scholars, they said, we want to look at the reason of why one particular verse might be virtuous than another verse. The wisdom. The reasoning why Ayatul Kursi was chosen over any other ayah. Are we all together, brothers? Does that make sense? Write this down. The scholars who agreed on their being. Tafadul in the Quran, meaning virtue within the Quran, they differed amongst themselves in where the virtue came from. They differed amongst themselves in where the virtue came from. In two opinions. In how many opinions? In two opinions. The first one is. أن التفاضل يتعلق بثواب القراءة. The first one is أن التفاضل يتعلق بثواب القراءة. 
that the virtue is connected to the reward of the reciter. The reward that the reciter gets, meaning. Every letter in the Quran, how much do you get? How much do you get? You get 10. So, the more letters there is in an ayah, the more reward you get. And the more reward you get, the more virtuous it is. Crystal clear? That's the first view. Has everyone understood that? The first group of scholars, they said the reason why a verse is more virtuous than another verse is because there's more reward in this verse. Reciting it brings about more reward. Because there are in it more letters. Ten, 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 add it together. What's going to happen? You get more reward out of it. And this view is weak. Why? We just took right now in the hadith of Ubay ibn Ka'b in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet said to him Ayatul Kursi is the greatest ayah in the Quran true or false? but it's not the longest ayah it's not what? it is not the longest ayah are we all together brothers? Am I making sense? If you look at how many letters there are in Ayatul Kursi, and if you look at how many letters is in the ayah, the longest ayah in the Quran, Ayatul Dayn has more letters than Ayatul Kursi. But Ayatul Kursi, Ayatul Kursi is more virtuous. So it's not an issue of the reward of reciting the letters necessarily so what is it the issue is the second which is yeah ayah to dane it's one page ayah to dane yeah to it's called ayah to date, The second reason is, oh, I put it, I rubbed it off fast. Sorry. Number two is, anna attafadul yata'allaku bilma'ani. That the virtue is connected to the meaning. The reward is the meaning in this ayah. The virtue, sorry, is due to a meaning in this ayah. Meaning, meaning. 
meaning that's in the ayah. Are we all together? There's a meaning in this ayah that gave it virtue. I put it up. And ayah two, ayah al kursi is has that meaning because it talks about what the greatest meaning, which is tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jalla, which nothing is higher than it. Are we all together? Suyuti, Jalaluddin, Suyuti, he holds the opinion that it's the meaning. And I personally, I agree with him. It's the meaning. This is the strongest. But he says, Rahimahullah, that the verses that talk about Allah are more virtuous than the verses where Allah is talking about the people and the dunya and etc. And that's not correct. That is incorrect. Why? The reason is because, again, which surah did I say was the greatest surah? Yeah? Surah to? Surah to ish? Surah to Fatiha. You'll know the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, hadith Abi Hurairah, where Allah Azza wa Jalla said, قَسَمْتُ الصَّلَاةَ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ عَبْدِي نِصْفَيْنِ I divided Surah Al-Fatiha into what? Into what? I divided Surah Al-Fatiha into what? Half. Half is for Allah and half is for who? The creation. So if we take Suyuti's argument, well, half of Fatiha is not about Allah, it's about the human. Are we all together? Does that make sense? Have you understood my point? Surah Al-Fatiha, there's a hadith in Sahih Al-Bukhari on the authority of who? Abu Hurairah. That Allah Azza wa Jalla said, I divided Surah Al-Fatiha into half. Surah Allah is saying, I divided Surah Al-Fatiha into what? Hadith Qudsi. I divided Surah Al-Fatiha into half. The first half of Surah Al-Fatiha is who? Allah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. Allah. Ihdina salat al-mustaqim onwards. It's what? It's the slave now. So if we take Suyuti's argument, which is that a verse is virtuous because it's talking about Allah, then Fatiha isn't all of it. The last part of Fatiha is regarding this creation because of the hadith. Because hadith says what? وَلِعَبْدِي مَا سَأَلَ My slave has what he asks for. 
and Allah divided it between himself and the creation. Half of it is Allah's and Allah is saying half, is the, half of it is for the, uh, the creation. Anyways, I say that the virtue in the ayat are based on the meaning. How in the meaning? Allah. Are we all together? It's based on the meaning. Okay? Allah, Allah knows best. Point number five. What's written for you guys in point number five? Reading the Quran in a foreign language. We're now going to talk about reading the Quran, Qiraatul Quran. Reading the Quran in another language. Reading the Quran in a foreign language. Again, a foreign language. There's a word called here, which is Al-Ajamiyah. The author used this word, right? Reading the Quran in a Ajami language. What does Al-Ajamiyah mean? It's Kullu Lughatin Siwa Al-Arabiyah. Kullu Lughatin every language siwa al-arabiyya other than the arabic language is called a what so it's a ismun likulli lughatin siwa al-arabiyya it's a term used for any language other than the Arabic language. Okay? Can you read the Quran in that language? So, can I say Allah Akbar in the name of God, the most merciful, the most gracious? Can you read the Quran like that? In another language other than the Arabic language. No, it's haram. It's impermissible. What's the evidence for that? Because of the ayah, Quran and Arabian, Gayradi, Iwadin, Lallahum Yatakun. Ayah 28, Surah Zumar. Quran and Arabian, Gayradi, Iwadin. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ Ayah 28 Surah Zumar Are we all together brothers? So the Quran cannot be recited in any other language Does that make sense? You can't huh? Anywhere You can't Why? Suyuti mentions it in his Itmam al-Diraya, which is an explanation of the book that we're taking. He explained it. He said, لِأَنَّهُ 
يذهب الإعجاز القرآني الذي أنزل له. It will take the miracle that is in the Quran. There's a. It's printed in a. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, learning the meaning of the Quran is a point we're going to come after. Yeah, we're going to come to it again. Also, the issue of tarjama of the Quran, which is the next one, or the transliteration. The transliteration where they write it in English language in order to pronounce the Arabic. Mm. Who can't? If you can't, I mean, huh. yeah. Any reading? No doubt, no doubt. It's the recitation. Yeah. So he brought a powerful point. Number one, which is, a person can't say, I'm going to, inshallah ta'ala, read Surah Al-Fatiha. And then they go and they read the word changing with another word. Um, this is not recitation of Fatiha. But if you want to know what a word means, we're going to come to that. The issue of transit transliteration, which he asked, if there's a necessity for it, it's permissible because you're not reading in a different language. You're reading the Arabic. Even that though, what you're pronouncing is the Arabic. Like in the transliteration cannot bring the accurate pronunciation of the Quran. It can't. The ghunna, the mudud, the sifat al-aridha, it can't also even bring the makharij properly. So you always realize a people who read the transliteration have a wrong way of reading the Quran. But of course, if he's a new Muslim, of course he can't read the Arabic language, and he has to read Surah Al-Fatiha in the prayer, then there's a necessity for him. But here what we are talking about is a person who reads the Quran in a this the word Bismillahi he changes it with the English word Allah he changes it with the word God Ar-Rahman he changes it with another word most merciful most gracious and he reads this uh, sorry recites this and he what? He recites this, whether it be in his prayer. And whenever he's asked the Quran, he just recites the English word-for-word uh, -word translation. Then this is not permissible. Lakin, the tafsir will come to it. It's the next one. Number six now. Tarjamatul Quran Translation 
of the Quran. We're now going to go into Tarjamatul Quran, which is what? To translate Tarjamatul Quran. Suyuti mentions Tarjamatul Quran. Tarjamatul Quran means translation of the Quran. The translation of the Quran happens in two ways. At-Tarjama Al-Lafdiyah And the second one is At-Tarjama Al-Ma'nawiyah Tarjama al-Lafdiyah and Tarjama al-Ma'nawiyah. This first type is reading the Quran based on the meaning of the word so for instance the person will take a verse or an ayah in the Quran or a word in the Quran and he would exchange it either to Arabic Another word, a synonym of it, or another language. If it becomes another language, it falls on the one that we were talking about before, which is Al Qur'an Bil Ajamiya. Am I making sense? Someone says, for instance, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the, the Lord of the worlds. So let's look at the word alhamdu. The word alhamdu in Arabic it means athana. Athana bi sifat al jamil. Sah? Athana bi sifat al jamil. Someone exchanges alhamdulillahi to a word that has that meaning. Are you with, are we together? That's not permissible. So alhamdulillah means athana, praise. You find a word that's a synonym of this word and you use that word instead. This is not permissible. Or to exchange it into another language and use the word praise. Again, you recite the Quran like this. So instead of saying Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, you don't say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, you say Athana'u Lillahi Rabbil Alameen. Athana'u Jameel Lillahi Rabbil Alameen. Haram. Does it make sense? If you say in another language, it falls into the previous discussion, the previous one that we were talking about. And if you do it within the Arabic language, it's also haram. That's the first one. 
The second is At-Tarjama Al-Ma'nawiyah It's not a word You are translating the meaning on this verse And this is Impossible But permissible Impossible But impermissible uh, but, but, but permissible Meaning Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen I give a paragraph explaining it and telling you the meaning in it. Good. But can I give you the real meaning of Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen? Deep meaning? No. Because of the meaning that is in it, your explanation, your, the meaning, the overall meaning, you're always going to be deficient. But you're allowed to do it. And that's the books of tafsir. That's the English translation of the Quran. That's fine. But it will never give justice to the Quran. Even in the Arabic language. The tafsir of Ibn Jarir al-Tabari cannot give justice to the Quran. Are you with me, brothers? And Ibn Kathir and any tafsir books, they are only bringing close to you what Allah means here. Why? Because the words Allah chose are very powerful. Nothing can take its place. The word alhamd, okay, it does mean praise. Hamd is not just praise. Shall I explain it to you? I'll show you the difference. Alhamdu, for instance, is to praise someone for what they do for you and for what they are. Does that make sense? So it's not just an, any, any ordinary praise. When you said Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, you are praising him for being the Lord of the universe. Not necessarily what he did for you. Does that make sense? The meaning he gave to us, Salawatullahi wa sallam we won't say the Prophet the meaning, the meaning he brought out of the Qur'an is deficient like that. But we will say that the wording that the Qur'an chose is always stronger than the wording that is chosen by any, any, any individual. The meaning in the Qur'an is always being brought close. Like into exactly go into the depth of what is in the Qur'an you'd have to go to more than one tafsir. Why are there books of tafsir being written after one, one after the other? Are we all together? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's not transmitted from him that he gave the meaning of a verse word for word, Alayhi Salatu Generally, he gave the meaning, Alayhi Salatu or he gave his actions. Mm -hmm. The word qom means shirk now. Again, this in the shirk al adim means what? It means it, it means shirk now. So the word oppression means shirk in this particular verse. But the Prophet didn't explain the alladina amen wa lam yalbisu imanum bi-zulmin this tanween or tankir, this indefinite tanween that's iya, is it commonly used in the Arab language? That if a word is indefinite, 
I, I, let me explain one thing to you. I want you to understand why the Sahabas even felt that they didn't understand what this verse means. The ayah says, Alladina. Alladina aman. Alladina aman. Those who believe. Alladina aman. Walam. Walam yalt bi su. Imanahum. Bi dhulmin. أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون صح؟ أوكي الذين آمنوا ولم لم إذا نفي it's a negation ظلم is a نكرة meaning it's a so this is a negation this is an indefinite This meaning becomes every form of oppression because the, the principle is a negation preceding an indefinite shows rumum. It shows generalization. Are we all together? So the Prophet never explained to the companions because that's why they thought it's all of the oppression. They're Arabs, they understand that. He only told them it's just dhulm here. This means shirk. This dhulm means shirk, specifically. But the Prophet didn't explain why, the, why this, it was said like this, alayhi salatu Do you see my point? So there's always more meanings that can be understood to it. The Prophet only reached the maqsood, the objective of what is in the ayah. Does that make sense? And there's without a doubt wisdom in all of this. There's a what? A wisdom in why Allah said it uh, like that. So that's why when they, when they read the ayah and they saw that the word dhulm is general, then they said, oh, message of Allah, who doesn't oppress himself? Like who doesn't do sins? Because the oppression is three types, sah? Dhulmullah, which is? Which is shirk. Dhulmul nafs, which is to oppress yourself. And then the third one, which is? Dhulmul makhluqeen. Oppressing the people. The Sahabas took it as all three. This is general. But the Prophet narrowed it down just to one. True or false? But it's meant to be what? It should be? It should be umum. It should be general. According to the Arabic structure and layer. And that's why they said, Ya Rasulullah, who hasn't oppressed himself? And then the Prophet said, No. It means specifically here where? What? It means shirk. Do you, do you see my point? So if you come to that ayah and I ask you, hey, explain this point to me. All you're going to say to me is, Nabila Muhammad said it's shirk. And there's no way to move out of it, but you won't be able to answer that for me, that point. Point number seven. 
Qira'atul Qur'ani bil ma'na. Can you read the Qur'an based on meaning? Can you read the Qur'an based on meaning? What does it mean, can you read the Qur'an based on meaning? Um, it means qira'atu bin naqsi awil muradif. Innahu bima ta'amaluna basir. Innahu bima ta'amaluna basir. Innahu is referring to who? Allah writes, I take the pronoun out and I bring the lafzul jalala and I say, Inna Allaha bima ta'amaluna basir. Is that fine? Do you, do you guys get it? I say, for instance, Innahu bima ta'amaluna basir. One example. This pronoun which is Innahu, who is referring to who? We all know it's Allah, right? Is there any discussion? I, I drop this and I bring Lafdul Jalal Allah and I say, Inna Allah bima ta'amaluna basir. Is that correct? Can I do that? Are we, are we all together, brothers? Or I say, What did I write? Who Allah? What did I get rid of? The Qul. Because the Qul was used for who? The Prophet. And he's not there anymore. He's not the one being spoken to. It's us that's being spoken to here. So why do we need Quls in the Quran now? Let's get rid of all the Quls and let's just get to the point. This is called Qiraatul Quran bil Ma'ana. Reading the Quran based on meaning. It is haram. You have a, you're saying the way I'm reading doesn't negate the meaning. If the pronoun here is referring to Allah, I want to use my own wording. I mean, I haven't destroyed the meaning. No. There's a wisdom why Allah chose the pronoun and didn't bring the laughter of Jalala. Are we all together? And Allah knew that Muhammad is going to die and the Ummah are going to live on and the Qul. So he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, wants it in there. It shouldn't be touched. So this is called reading the Quran based on meaning. You can do that for hadith, but not for Quran. Hadith, you can narrate it based on meaning. Hmm? Yeah, this happened here yeah, one time, yeah. There was a particular person who said, let's take all the quls out of the Quran. Huh. Hadith, that's why you hear, riwayatin, in another wording, in another wording. Sahabas sometimes narrated based on the understanding of a situation. Are we all together? In Ilmul Hadith, there's a chapter called Riwayat al Hadithi bil Ma'na, narrating the hadith based on meaning. Of course, again, there are conditions for a person to narrate a hadith on, based on meaning. It's permissible, but with conditions. 
which we will speak about, inshallah, when we come to Nukhbat al-Fikr, inshallah ta'ala. Are we all together? Because the Quran is Every letter we are worshipping Allah on it. Every letter is a reward. Nothing can be dropped. As for hadith, do we worship Allah on every letter we read? Hadith. No. We worship Allah on the overall concept of teaching or benefiting or memorizing. Like we don't get reward for every letter of the hadith. Does that make sense? Good. The eighth and final point. The eighth and final point, which is Tafsir al Quran. Doing what? Doing Tafsir of the Tafsir of the Quran. The author, Rahimahullah, he mentioned Jalaluddin al Suyuti, he mentions He says, it is haram to do tafsir of the Qur'an based on opinions and not on, so he says, Suyuti is saying a concept of tafsir is mentioned in tafsirun birra'i and the second one is tafsirun bitta'weed tafsirun birra'i and tafsirun bi ta'wil tafsirun bi ra'yi he's saying la and tafsirun bi ta'wil he's saying it's what he said it's permissible what is the difference between the two Tafsir birra'i and tafsir bitta'wil is or sorry, or some scholars the way they put it is that the ra'i is two types. They say the ra'i is what? Two types. I mean, the tafsir is two types. Tafsir 
محمود التفسير which is مذموم The scholars have the tafsir into two. They say it's tafsiru, a praiseworthy tafsir, and a blameworthy tafsir. What did I say? Madmad. It's tafsiru madmum, okay? What is the tafsir? which is mahmood, the tafsir which is praiseworthy. It is mahtamalahu lafd wa dal alayhi ma'ana. Mahtamalahu al-lafd wa dal alayhi al-ma'ana. The wording shows it and the meaning carries it as well. This wording is this and the meaning will accept it as well. That's the praiseworthy one. And the second one is What did I say? Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, sorry. Mahtamalahu lafd means ma'ana, right? So it's wadalla alayhi al-dalil. And then evidence shows. The, the wadi can carry this meaning and there's an evidence to show it. You have evidence for it. So the wadi can take this meaning and then you also have evidence to back it up. Are we all together? If you look at Tafsir Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, and you read it sometimes, Ibn Jarir takes a verse, he comments on the verse, Ibn Jarir. And what he does is, he says, if I say that this verse means this, according to the Arabic language, the wording of the ayah, it can take this meaning. Ibn Jarir is saying this, the ayah can take this meaning. I know two places he said it in Surah Yusuf and Surah Al-A'raf He, Ibn Jarir is saying This ayah the wording can accept this meaning but I don't have no evidence for it I have no I just have no evidence so I won't explain it to be that. Or to be more precise, he says no one preceded me in this interpretation of the ayah, even though the word can accept it. Are we all together, brothers? Am I making sense here? Very important. The blameworthy one is the wording cannot carry this and there's no evidence to show it are we all together brothers this first one is a istidlal and a istimbat 
which is praiseworthy, good. By the way, these two, they all fall under a tafsir of the Ra'i. It's praiseworthy. This is good. Sahabas did this one. This one is not permissible. What does tafsir bi ta'wil mean? Tafsir bi ta'wil means you use, in other words, tafsir bil ma'thur. You use to explain an ayah, you use another ayah. So this one means Al Quran, Al Sunnah, Aqwal al Sahaba, Ama Aqwal al Salaf. The Quran, the Sunnah, and Aqwal al Salaf. This one's permissible, this is good. That's why he said it's good. And he said, Suyuti said, this one is not allowed. He means this one which type? But not this one. This is fine. This is fine. There's no problem with that. Now, we are actually going to start the book, inshallah ta'ala. These were eight points that the author, rahimahullah, put forward. Basically, before the book starts. Now we're going to go into the 55 types of ulum al-Qur'an that he wants you to know. Okay? 55 types. We broke it down into three, but he, broke it, he break it, breaks it here into how many? 55. The first one is... By the way, everybody has a PDF right now, sah? It was sent to them, email. Everybody received the PDF by email? Uh, so now we're going to go into أول ما نزل Sorry, ما يرجع إلى النزول The descending of the of the Quran In this chapter we're going to take how many types? Yeah? 12 Write this down We're going to write the first chapter again remember the book is how many types 50 five 55 types in the first chapter there's 12 of them in there so first chapter is ma
المكي سكن المدني ثالث الحضري فوت السفري فايف فايف الفراشي الليالي النهاري الصيفي الشتائي نمبر 10 أول ما نزل آخر ما نزل أنت أسباب النزول Sorry, my handwriting is very small. Okay. This chapter is that which goes back to. So the first chapter is about Al Nuzul, the coming down of the Quran. The first, these are the 12 in the first chapter. The first five, first five, so first five, they have something in common. They are Al Mawrid. I'm going to explain all of this. The other remaining six. Is Al Maurid Al Zamani? Good. Asbab al Nuzul is not in there, okay? The first, so the Quran coming down, the author is going to talk about 12 points. Al Maki. That which came down in Mecca, in Al Medina, whilst the Prophet was a resident. Al Havari means what? Whilst the Prophet was a resident. Al Safari, whilst the Prophet was traveling. Al Farashi, whilst the Prophet was on his bed. Quran that came down on him while he was on his bed. Al-Layli, I'm Al-Layali, I'm Al-Layli. Before I go to the sixth, 
these five, they are places. Sahih? Are they not places? Those first five are places. Mecca, Medina, resident. He's in his land of residency. As-Safari, he's a traveler. Al-Firashi, he's on his bed. So it's what came down in these places. The next six are timing. Al-Layli, nighttime. Al-Nahari, daytime. Al-Sayfi, summer. Shitai, winter. Awwalu manazal, the first one, when the first verses came down, when, when they came down. And the last verses, when they came down. All of them are what? Time, right? And Asbabun Nuzul is the reasons of why they came down. The reason is one of these two, right? And more other details, inshallah. Am I making sense? Okay. That's the chapter. I broke down for you the what? I broke the chapter down for you. Let's define Nuzul. What does Nuzul mean? And then, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to take each one in detail. Let's define the word Nuzul. It means Khubutul Quran. It means, hubut means to come down. The Quran coming down, min Allahi from Allah. Hubutul Quran, min Allah. The Quran coming down from Allah. The way that it comes from Allah is in two ways. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first one is Kitabatad. The first one is the Quran came down as something written. The whole entire Quran was written. It came down. That's the first one. And the second one is Takliman. The second one is what? Takliman. It came down, Allah speaking it subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you guys remember, we kind of spoke about this in the introduction of Ulum al-Quran. The Quran, the first one is, that the Quran came down where? All of it written. It came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of it from the Lawh al-Mahfuz and it was placed in where? Fi Bayt al-Izzah. That's the first one, it came down. We all together, brothers. Allah huh. Allah. 
We don't know. But all of it was written. From Lawhul Mahfouf, and it was brought to Baytul Izzah. This, Abdullah ibn Abbas mentioned it. Who mentioned it? Abdullah ibn Abbas. And Imam al-Nasai mentioned it in his Sunan al-Kubra. No one opposed Ibn Abbas. No one. So it's a unique, it's a ijma'. Abu Abdullah al-Qurtubi in his tafsir, he also transmitted the ijma'. So this one happening is a consensus. I now want to go into an issue. Okay? The A'immatu Da'watu Najdiyah The A'immatu Da'watu Al-Islahiyah Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab and his children They rejected this one What did they do? They what? They kind they rejected it Even until The first Mufti of Saudi Arabia his name is Sheikh Muhammad ibn Ibrahim Al Sheikh. It was before Ibn Baz. He was the first Mufti ever for Saudi Arabia. There was no Mufti Al Am. Okay, he was the first appointed Mufti in the country. He also wrote on this issue and he went against it. He said, doesn't. The evidence is more beloved to us than individuals. So we say, Ibn Abbas said it, and Abu Abdullah al-Qurtubi naqala ijma'ah, he brought a consensus. So it's not open for anyone, kainan man kana, to what? Push it away. Like there was a reason why they did it. The reason is because this one feeds into the narrative of the Asha'irah. Yeah, coming to it. I'm going to come to it now. This one feeds into the narrative of the what? The Asha'ir. How does it? They say that the Quran came down from Lawhul Mahfouf and it was placed in Baytul Izzah and Jibreel came and he took it from Baytul Izzah and he brought it to the Prophet so Allah does not speak. And they negate the characteristics of speech. Am I making sense here? And from the books of Aqeedah, and the things that we take is that the Quran is what? Kalamullah. The speech of Allah. So, again, Hamza Abdul Hab and his offspring, they said if we accept this, we're going to align with the Asha'ira. And that's not true. The reason is because the way that the Quran came down is into ways. The first one is Kitabatan. And the second way it came down was what? Takleeman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was heard from him by Jibreel. Jibreel took it from Allah directly. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are we all together? Jibreel took it directly from Allah Azza wa Jalla. Am I making sense? Jibreel took it from Allah, which is the second one. But this one doesn't negate this one, nor does this one negate this one. Both of them happened. And it rather shows how important this Quran was 
and the way that it was taken care of, that it came down kitabatan. And now also Allah Taala made sure He uh, passed it on to Jibreel, and Jibreel heard it from Allah. Ahlul Sunnah believe Allah's speech, kalamullah, is two things. Harf, which means word, and salt, which means a sound. It's in the hadiths of the Prophet that Allah Taala, there are words He says, and the evidence for that is the Quran. Is it not words? It is. And Ahlul Sunnah believe Allah's speech is a salt. It's a what? Salt meaning sound that befits His Majesty Subhanahu wa Taala. And there are evidence in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. Yasma'una sawtan They will hear a sound The day of judgment Are you with me brothers? Okay The Asha'ira As a group They are in a slight predicament here They're a slight predicament The Quran Let's leave that for Aqeedah We're not going to go into it It's not what's written for us we won't be able to finish what we want to do. Anyways, the Quran came down from Allah, kitabatan and takliman. Does that make sense? It makes sense, inshallah. Now let's go into the first type, which is al-Makki and also al-Madani. We'll do the first two, inshallah, today. We'll do the first two, al-Makki and al-Madani. The author, Suyuti Abu Salih, can you rub it off? Suyuti now goes into Mecca and Madani. He goes into what? He goes into Mecca and Madani. And he speaks about it in two ways. He speaks about in two ways. The first one is Ma'na al-Makki wal-Madani. What does Makki mean and what does Madani mean? What does Makki mean and what does Madani This is the first point that he speaks about. Now we're going to go into the 12 points, by the way. We're going to do the first two. The second one is, the author, he does ta'yeen al-makki wal-madani. Ta'yeen al-makki wal-madani. Specifying what is Makki and what is Madani. Those are two points that we're going to talk about regarding the Makki and the Madani. First point What is Makki and what is Madani? Makki is 
Makiyun is Nazilatun qabla al-hijrah Makki is whatever came down before the hijrah Whatever came down before the hijrah is what? Is Makiyun As for Madani is what? Nazilatun very good. The Prophet ﷺ, he stayed in Mecca and he stayed in which one? In Medina. Which of them did he stay the longest? Yeah? How many years did he stay in Mecca for? Yeah? In Mecca. He stayed in Mecca for 53 years. He stayed in Mecca for how many years? 53 years. You are only counting him as a prophet. And before a prophecy was there. And how many years did he stay in Medina for? Only 10 years. Good. So we say, Mecca and what? is that which came before the hijrah and madani is what after the hijrah so what about what came down in taif when the prophet went to taif and he was in taif hey what do we say hey muhammad yeah so it was revealed before the Hijrah. Ta'if happened before the Hijrah. Even though it wasn't in Mecca, and Ta'if isn't in Mecca, it's outside Mecca, it's still considered to be what? Makiyun. And then Makiyun is what? Before the Hijrah. Anything that happened before the Hijrah, even if he was outside Mecca and he came down on him, still considered what? Makiyun. And anything after that is called? seen as Madaniyun. Yeah, there's many significance. The significance is the verses that came down in Mecca were generally shorter. The verses were shorter. Reason, Quraysh were eloquent people. They didn't need much explanation. Summarized words, they could take out of it so much understanding. They were fusaha, bulaga, eloquent people. So you find that the suwar that came down in Mecca are very short because of the people that was being spoken to. Medina, more explanation, more details because of the people of Medina. Also, Meccan surahs deals with more issues related to shirk and tawheed. 
Medina also does. And this is a problem that many people fall into. They think the Prophet stopped calling to Tawheed when he came to Medina. No, he didn't. He still was. But there's additional rulings that came. Because as we know in Mecca, as we know in Mecca, the only act of worship that was obligatory after Tawheed was As-Salah. Fasting wasn't made obligatory yet. Zakat hasn't been made obligatory yet. Of course, Hajj hasn't been made obligatory yet. All of this, they come in where? In Medina. So Medina has more fiqh-related issues. Capital punishments. All of these, they came in where? In Medina. Jihad came in Medina. So more ahkam came in Medina than Mecca. So this is the, the, that's the significance. And also it's important to know the two because if there is a verse which is in Mecca and there comes a verse which is from Medina and they seem to be, seem to be going against each other, we know that the previous one is abrogated. And this one abrogates it. What does it do? It gets rid of that ruling. Because there were things that were allowed in Medina, sorry, in Mecca, that were no longer allowed in Medina because of the additional rulings that were coming. No, 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 no. We're going to look at the specific surahs which are Mecca and Medina. The author is now going to mention it. It's Medini Ayah. It's going to be considered Medini, even though it came down in Arafah. Because it came down after the, after the Hijrah. We're going to come to that. The author is going to bring that example, inshallah. Ta'ala. So does everybody understand the meaning of Makki and Medini? What's the, what's the Makki and Medini? Before the Hijrah. After the Hijrah. So we finished the first point. صح? We know what Makki and Medini means. Now we're going to move on to the second point, which is Ta'yeen. Specifying what is Makki and what is Medini. Okay, we need to specify it. We need to specify what is Makki and what is. Which one is more? The Makki or the Medini? The Mecca is more. So if two things, one is more, which one is better to mention? The one that's less. So the author is going to mention the Medina, inshallah, because it's less in number. Okay? He mentions, the author mentions, number one is Al-Baqarah Surah Al-Baqarah Surah Al-Baqarah is a Medani Surah 
and also Ali Imran and also Ali Ali Imran First one is Bakara and what? So we have number one is Al Bakara and the second one is what? What did he mention after that? And Surah Al Nisa. That's three now. Surah Al-Nisa is Madani as well. So Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Ali Imran and Surah Al-Nisa are what? And, and Surah Al-Anfal. Surah Al-Anfal is a surah which is Madaniya. Bara'a. Bara'a is what? Suratu? Suratu Tawbah. Suratu Tawbah. Warra'adu. Suratu Ra'ad. Is also Medaniya. Al-Hajj, Surah Al-Hajj. Surah Al-Hajj is different. It's one of those issues which are anbar. It's not agreed upon. Some consider it to be Makki, and some of them consider it to be Madani. That's the view that some push and some view pushes. And what I am more inclined to is Suratul Hajj has Madani and it also has Makki. There are verses you can say these verses are Makki, and there are verses in there which are. Medani. So he has uh, both. So we're going to say Surah Al Hajj is Maqsumatul Qismain. Broken into two parts. First part of Surah Al Hajj, first part is Makki. Surah Al Hajj, the first part is Makki, and the second part is Medani. It's Medani. One Noor, Surah Al Noor. And Surah Surah Al Noor. 
سوره الاحزاب and سوره القتال سوره القتال is سوره سوره محمد سوره محمد is also called سوره سوره القتال is a مدني سوره And Surah Al-Fatih Surah Al-Fatih And Al-Hujurat Surah Al-Fatih and Surah Al-Hujurat Al-Hadid Al-Wat Al-Hadid Surah Al-Hadid is what? It's from the Surah Surah Al-Tahreem And the Surahs between them What, what was the last two I mentioned? Yeah? Hadid and what? Al-Tahreem And all of the surahs between them Are all Madani Surah Surah Al-Hadid Up to Surah what? So it's gonna be Between them is Yeah, Al Mujadala, Al Hashr, Mumtahina, Al Saf, Al Jum'ah, Al Munafiqun, Al Tagabun, Al Talaq. Those are the surahs between it, huh? Nah. Did I say Munafiqun? Yeah? So it's those surahs. From Mujadala, sorry, Hadid to Surah Al-Tahreem. You can say Mujadala and Mujadila. Both ways you can say it. Surah Al-Mujadala and Surah Al-Mujadila. Surah Al-Qiyamah. Surah قيامة. سورة القدر سورة القدر سورة الزلزلة سورة الزلزلة إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزلة سورة النصر سورة النصر The Mu'awwidat Surah 
وجد قل أعوذ بفلق أن قل أعوذ بربي الناس وإذا كود معوضات لاستفتاحهما بالتعوذ يستطيع وإذا تود سين أعوذ بربي قل أعوذ بربي both of them صح The author then said, some scholars, they said, Surah Al-Rahman. By the way, the list is here for you guys. It's in the book. It's written there. Surah Al-Rahman. Some scholars said, Wal-Insan, Wal-Ikhlas, Wal-Fatihatu. Surah Al-Fatiha, by the way, it's differed upon. Some scholars, they say, it is Makiyah. Some scholars, they say it's Madaniya. Some scholars have even said Fatiha came down twice. It came down twice. That which my heart sinks with and accepts is that Surah Al-Fatiha is Makiyah. Why? Salah was made obligatory in Mecca. There's no Salah without Fatiha. Fatiha is Makiyah, inshallah. Surah Al-Nisa I mentioned, Al-Ra'ad, Al-Hajj, Al-Hadid, Al-Saf, Al-Taghabun, Al-Qiyamah, Al-Mu'awwidat. I mentioned all of that. Anyways, I'll break all, all of it down for you. The ayat that came down in Makki and Madini are three types. Summary. Sorry, did I say ayat? I mean surahs. The surahs that came down, which are Makki and Madani, are three types. Ma huwa madaniyun bittifaq. That which is Madani by consensus. And there are 20 surahs. 20 surahs, the scholars unanimously agree that they are Madani. There's no difference of opinion. The second is مُخْتَلَفٌ فِيهِ There's difference of opinion. Second is that which there's a difference of opinion and it's 12 surahs. 12 surah, pull and push. And number three is that which is مَكِّي by consensus. And that is the remaining, the, the remaining surahs of the Qur'an. There's a poet whose name is Abil Hassan ibn al-Hassar. He summarized it all in a couple of lines of poetry. Suyuti brings it in his Kitab al-Itqan fi ulum al-Qur'an. He says, Ya sa'ili an kitab Allahi mujtahida wa an taradtu bima yutla min al-suwari وكيف جاء بها المختار من مضر صلى الإله على المختار من مضر وما تقدم منها قبل هجرته وما تأخر في بدو وفي حضر ليعلم النسخ والتخصيص مجتهد يؤيد الحكم بالتاريخ والنظر تعارض النقل في أم الكتاب وقد تؤولت الحجر تنبيها لمعتبري 
أم القرآن وفي أم القرآن نزلت ما كان للخمس قبل الحمد من أثر وبعد هجرة خير الناس قد نزلت عشرون من صور القرآن في عشر فأربع من طوال السبع أولها وخامس الخمس في الأنفال للعبر وتوبة الله إن عدت فسادسة وصورة النور والأحزاب للذكر وصورة لنبي الله محكمة والفتح والحجرات الغر في غرر ثم الحديد ويتلوها مجادلة والحشر ثم امتحان الله للبشر وصورة فضح الله النفاق بها وصورة الجمع تذكار لمدكر وللطلاق وللتحريم حكمهما والنصر والفتح تنبيها على العمر هذا الذي اتفقت فيه الرواة له وقد تعارضت الأخبار في أخر فالرعد مختلف فيها متى نزلت وأكثر الناس قالوا الرعد كالقمر ومثلها سورة الرحمن شاهدها مما تضمن قول الجن في الخبر وصورة للحواريين قد علمت ثم التغابن والتطفيف ذو النذر وليلة القدر قد خصت بملتنا ولم يكن بعدها الزلزال فاعتبري وقل هو الله من أوصاف خالقنا وعودتان ترد الباس بالقدر وذا الذي اختلفت فيه الرواة له وربما استثنيت آي من السور وما سوى ذاك مكي تنزله فلا تكن في خلاف الناس من حصر وليس كل خلاف جاء معتبرا إلا خلاف له حظ من النذر Those are the lines that summarizes the Makki and the Madani I will stop there inshallah ta'ala Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it Subhanakallahumma bihamdik Ashadu an la ilaha illallah Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka